Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com What up, everybody? It's 2 p.m. on Wednesday. It means that you're tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, and there was a fairly large story out of The Hill, and there, and it was drafted by uh, Justin Striegel, who's an executive director over at Normal, and it has to do with uh, the federal status of where things stand as we're going into the fall of 2021. It is still a federally, federal crime to have any type of cannabis. And so uh, let's go over uh, the status report that he has brought from the Hill when it comes to all the points. And so like number one, we're gonna be covering uh, three main things. We're gonna be covering the uh, the Safe Banking Act. We're gonna be covering the Moore Act. We're also gonna be covering the uh, prohibition against funding the war on drugs, at least when it comes to marijuana. Dude, I think, you know, Shoot, I mean, we've been talking about these, all these, you know, these safe banking, uh, scrolling down. I mean, nothing gets this guy. The Moore Act, um, and or whatever the other the appropriation, the appropriations. Right. It's all clickbait to me, man. Like, like, because for these things that happen, they have to be heard, they have to be seen, they have to be scheduled. Like, I right. just don't see that. As long as people, there's. I was watching the uh, the, the Merrick Garland testimony in the judicial committee today this morning and uh, i'm still gonna go back to do it after this and uh i think people miss out on like actual tangible like what it takes and what you know we've gotten this far mm-hmm. and how do we get further you know uh, uh we can get people mad enough to to do like marches and parades but like for legalization you know this is you know, this article is just a clickbait as someone saying whether it be Biden or Trump or whoever's in charge is more is less popular than marijuana for elections like that's given. Yeah, but it goes over it and you have to keep hammering at home. I mean, the, the importance of hammering this thing home cannot be understated. We've been doing this podcast for two and a half years. We've known each other for over 10 years now. It's still a federal one. <laughs> prohibited substance at the federal level. It is a Schedule One substance under the Controlled Substances Act, despite 44% of America currently living in a state that has legalized it. And poll after poll, finding a supermajority of voters, including majorities of Democrats and Republicans and independents, 
so Pew Research most recently said that 91% of voters oppose federal, federal cannabis criminalization, but yet there it is, and it's still been there since 1970. And so one of the things they're doing on it is the appropriations. And this isn't um, nothing. I mean, the reason why a lot of the raids stopped, man, was because of since 2014, members of Congress have passed the Commerce, Justice, Science and Related Agencies Appropriations Package with the provision protecting those who engage in state, state, state sanctions use of medical cannabis. But this year, they're hoping to expand it to all state sanctioned cannabis use. That would now, this that appropriation that that it's also like during uh, uh, the was it the uh, coal memo, right? Like, right. Like that was rescinded by the, the the Trump administration, but that gave protections to the patients, right? Like, well, it's we had, an executive versus a legislative area mm. of the government. You see, we have multiple branches of the government, and so the coal memo was the executive saying, "Cool it." Uh, this this appropriations package, known currently as the Blumenauer McClintock Norton Lee Amendment, uh, has the effect of being a legislative action, a legislative action limiting the purse strings, saying there's no money, no appropriation of, ca of uh, federal money for the Department of Justice to go prosecute um, cannabis crimes. Now, they're trying to go beyond it. They're trying to make sure that it's from medical. Uh, they're going to try to remove that. So it's just all state sanctioned cannabis action. I mean, I'm, I'm for it, dude. I'm for taking the money away from law enforcement because that would just give more protections to individuals who decide they want to be involved with this plant and, and do things. Now, does it make your banking better? Does it make your oh, loans my gosh. better? You know, it's this is a, an opportunity for us to take a small uh, segment into, you know, trying to run my company. And so my company uh, has gotten hit because of safe banking, it seems like as well. Um, let's yep. see, I'm going to put this one up, but that's not the one I'm going to stop at. So this, we just relaunched this because we had to fix it. And so now it's in uh, Elementor and it works substantially better, but it takes you over to our knowledge center where you can then have access to information regarding a lot of things. For example, this is our, our uh, flagship product. It's your a cannabis business mastermind. And so this, this will teach you everything that you would need to know, like uh, from your uh, business plan to your financial models, all that type of stuff for a very reasonable price commensurate with like my competitors in the industry. Uh, Stripe saw what I was doing because it's kind of in soft launch. And so I've had a few transactions go through. They kicked me out. So Stripe said that isn't you're not allowed to do that. You can't sell that on the Internet using them. Yeah. Stripe and PayPal are not cannabis friendly, but they are both known to cancel accounts. Just like Bank of America. Bank of America. <laughs> Bank of America. And like that was just research. I'm like First Amendment protection. Like, you know, I am just explaining stuff. I am just explaining stuff and ex teaching people. You know, there's I, I again, yeah. to do that, you know, we're not sitting here like doing dabs and going, yeah, go get this, people. No, we're 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 no. trying to talk about policy and law and why it's so wrong and messed up, you know. Yep. Uh, you know, did you, you saw that though the, the the video I did Sunday because you guys weren't here hmm. and like I didn't mention the word uh, well I try I didn't mention I it tried to do much. Yeah. yeah, but I mean it, we it got more hits than usual, which I thought was kind of interesting. So I mean we're just totally definitely every day we're toying with the algorithm. We're we're toying with the internet because for some reason, just because you are associated with this plant, you are a villain you you well, i just think it's ridiculous that you know i am just 
it's not like so like the people that buy and that I help them with their cannabis licenses, especially in this respect, you have to realize that there are 10 applications for every one license. Most people, they don't get it. And they try real hard, but they don't get it. And so that the fact that they would say that this is too risky for them is ridiculous. But now I'm reaching out to uh, other payment gateways and I'm like, crap, I just spent all this time coding, like not coding, but like, you know, yeah. uh, web developing all this stuff so that we could put it into a format where we can launch it and then help a whole bunch of people understand this industry way better and, and create better teams and better decks and better uh, capital raises. But nope. Uh, however, the next aspect of our, our uh, three-pronged story on federal cannabis legalization has to do with safe banking. And safe banking would it would help our company as well. Hey, Mickey, can you hit the X on that ad at the bottom so we don't have to we don't need to plug a prime any more than it already gets plugged? But uh, the Safe Banking Act that would allow the uh, provisions of the, wait, the recent House passed National Defense Authorization Act funding package includes the provisions from the Secure and Fair Enforcement Banking Act, aka the Safe Banking Act, that allows state licensed marijuana related businesses to engage freely in relationships with banks and other financial institutions. But what about tier two MRBs like your lawyers that are helping uh, cannabis companies operate? Would we get protections under safe banking? I don't know. Well, and again, this is getting passed through by riding along a House passed National Defense Authorization Act, right? This is not a bill going by itself and being voted alone. I mean, nope. they felt confident enough they can add this to a defense act. Like, well, it's that's that's jujitsu. That's like you know the uh, the um, the game that is politics. And so the reason why they would tack it into funding the funding the feds, you know, the defense is because oh my gosh, you have to buy bombs. If you don't buy bombs, what are you buying? And but, then uh, you yeah. Know, it's upping the odds that it gets passed. But it also goes to show the the, the, the benign bullshit behind cannabis legalization. Like if um, you know, you know, it's it's a plant that hasn't hurt killed anybody, you know. You know, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but it hasn't. And yet it's still people are in jail for this plant. People are being still in jail right now, being uh, uh, raided and whatnot. Um so the Safe Banking Act, I mean, it's not gonna help me. I mean, the only way it will help me is it may, if I, it may bring the price down. Well, that or I can use a credit card like at any store for the yeah, most part. And convenience. Yeah. convenience. So like that, I mean, and also I, I also believe like safe banking is also safe access when it comes to money. Right. Because these right. places are targets because they're cash heavy and they have an asset that you can still buy the pounds and walk away with with thousands of dollars. You know, yeah, man. And shout out to like all of our members because the safe banking might also help with, uh, you know, we're not monetizable at all on any of these platforms. Like not only can I not use Stripe to try to help educate people on uh, how the cannabis industry works, I also can't buy Google ads for it or, or have any ads that, that run on this. Um, you know how many times the Safe Banking Act has passed the House in the past uh, two years? No. Five. Wow. Five times, yeah. And, and it just goes to show you that it's, this issue, it, you know, the, 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 the process is so messed up. It, the legislation process, the parli parliamentary process is so heavy entwined with BS that I, I don't know if you saw recently Schumer. Um, he brought up the, 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 the voting act. And mm -hmm. then because the majority of people were voting against this act, he had to turn around and vote against it himself because of some BS rule in the parliamentary process. Like, if you don't know that rule... Your bill would have been 
gone right away. But because he voted no against his own bill, he's able to resubmit uh, it later. I, so I just, disingenuous. So yeah. disingenuous. Like, do you have no scruples? I clearly do not. Well, and then what about like the moral majority type bullshit, right? Like over, you know, if you have 100 people and 51 people vote for a thing, guess what? You lost if you're the 49 people. But right. what in the Senate? It's got to be what sixty percent or some bullshit. Like some, what's fifty percent? This is why we're so bad at math. Well, we're bad at math because you know if people are bad at math, they're going to be more likely to spend money that they don't have because they don't understand math. It's good for the economy to be bad at math. Well, but, um, good for the economy for be bad at math and not understand the actual process, the legislation process. You know, this is a very long and like the MORE Act. I know people are asking about the MORE Act. But again, well, we haven't finished the safe banking. Aspect. Oh, okay. We have to ram home this one aspect of the safe banking with their the jujitsu that they're doing with the um, parliamentary procedure. Now they've tacked it into defense spending to try to make it uh, something that could go down to the reconciliation vote, so they can fund the government and keep it open. And if that's what happens, you know, the the House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith is a co-sponsor of the bill, and Senate Armed Service Committee Chairman Jack Reed. Uh, is from uh, a medical state that might pass adult use. And so maybe they will actually include the Safe Banking Act in the final version of the NDAA package that they will be voting on uh, to, to continue to authorize spending on the government. But now we can get to the MORE Act, which doesn't have a chance in hell, unlike the Safe Banking Act, which has a chance. Yeah, well, uh, uh, one more thing about the Safe Banking, though. Uh, uh, there's a bit of irony here, too, about it being with riding with the National Defense Bill is because, you know, and again, in the military, you fight for freedom, but you have no rights. And and, and none of these guys are going to have it. Like, it doesn't help nobody but big money. But again, it will help, like, workers and employees and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, the MORE Act that has uh, been – how many times has the MORE Act passed through? Do you know? Five. It's passed five times. Jesus, Louise. So both the MORE Act and the Safe Banking Wait, Act. Have no, the Safe Banking Act passed five times. The MORE Act has passed at least twice. Yeah. Yeah, which is just still just as bad. Uh, as members of the House Judiciary Committee recently advanced uh, the Moore Act, uh, which would repeal marijuana prohibition, uh, it, it removes the cannabis from the Controlled Substance Act, which I I mean, that alone right there, I think, is enough to get it through. But I don't think it will. No, uh, it passed very much with uh, widespread uh, bipartisan support. However, you have to understand Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Cory Booker and Ron Wyden from the Senate, they released their own draft that would repeal uh, prohibition. Now, this wasn't the Moore Act. This was the Cannabis Opportunity and Administration Act. And so now we have two competing uh, bills. Let's take the, uh, let me get D, D the hill, the, the images, so. Uh, I'd maybe oh, take that off because it's just it's oh. just nobody's reading it. Yeah. Right. And so, um, yeah, you know, you have to pay attention to the what's going on in the show uh, sometimes. But you know, I was it, trying to figure out what you're reading, but it's all good. I mean, like this. But with that other bill being in, introduced by Schumer, I think it's ridiculous because they're playing this stupid game of chicken with people's lives. Uh, yes, but they haven't cared about your life for the, the entire tenure while they're in Congress. Why would they start now? And also, uh, it is Congress's version versus the, the uh, uh, Congress's too. It's bicameral. So it's uh, the Senate's version versus the House of Representatives version. And how are those going to be reconciled and merged? And the Senate's versions never passed. So, like, I mean, they aren't going to bring up a vote for the House version. They're going to bring up a vote for the Senate version, but they've never even brought that up for a vote. Well, as I'm saying, so the Moore Act has passed one, you know, portion of government, right. you know, that's and that's a, that's the pain in the ass part of this this legislation process is 
most people don't understand. Like, like they just think it's a, a simple whip of a pen or to, yeah. to, to achieve this utopia of people like smoking weed and hanging out in the parks. I don't know what to, to tell you what's going to happen, but it's a very long process where the bill has to pass through a house. It has to pass through the Senate simultaneously. If you like timing, or it can go through one at a time, and then that can take years. And again, this is why court cases last years too. Mm-hmm. We have cases that are just sitting in the judicial part for years. So procedures and appeals and briefs, they take forever. Well, and an influence too. Honestly, we it's been proven now that these judges are activist judges. You know, they're they're, they're actually picking and choosing what they want to hear and see, uh, which has a, a unfortunately a right leaning thinking. I don't know if you saw the uh, the recent uh, Kyle Rittenhouse that BS with that kid who shot killed people in uh, Milwaukee uh, or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The judge himself said you can't refer to the people that you killed. The the, the lawyers can't refer to them as victims. You gotta call them riders or looters. You can't tell me that's some freaking bias. That's BS. prejudicial. That that's not just that's you're not supposed to prejudice juries, and so like that seems highly prejudicial. So much so that any can any acquittal or conviction might be able to be appealed. Well, as I'm saying, the corruption is happening right in front of us blatantly. Yeah. Like there's this blatant BS. Like how do you? And then they look at you like you're an idiot because you haven't been stealing, and they have. But then they just say that they're not stealing. But then when they steal, they steal in this like parliamentary way that you know yeah. it's, it's it's always a good old boy club and this is what's important about people voting these dumbasses out this is why you need to show up and and pay attention to your local politics right now in seattle we're the 18th largest city and we're going through our new mayor so i'm actually trying to contemplate which one do i want like i'm actually thinking okay and they both suck in my opinion as i'm trying to learn more about them so yeah I mean, well Hopefully, New Jersey doesn't switch uh, switch leaders because that would really put a, a a wrench in their cannabis rollout, to be honest. And so, New Jersey's got an election next Tuesday. I don't anticipate anything new happening in Jersey. It's all about Ohio. And if you guys want to get into the Ohio market, check out our show here in ten minutes or so at the bottom of the hour. But do you have any other uh, stories uh, before our? Because this yeah. was just to make a federal update for everybody. We'll have our full show on Sunday, but you know. We got to add another uh, federal top federal uh, drug agency tells Congress about marijuana research bears. Oh, am I not zoom in? No, nah, hit the control pluses. There you Action. go. There you go. Top federal agency tells uh, Congress about marijuana research barriers caused by restrictive scheduling. All right, tell us more about that. So, the National Institute of Drug Abuse (NIDA) told Congress in a report obtained by Marijuana Moment that Schedule One status of controlled substances like cannabis is preventing discouraging research in their potential risk and benefits. So again, it's all about the studies, but you can't do studies when you're not allowed to study it. Yep. That's one of the reasons why the prohibition has lasted as long as it has, because if they would just study it, they'd realize, oh, this was all lies, because all the other research has already said that too. Uh, and th- therefore, what do you do? You make it impossible to study. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's always about these BS studies, but you know, uh, I mean, how, how many more studies can we have after thousands of years? Hey, G, uh, see the, the, the latest in New York going on? No, the latest in New York from what I saw was floods. Yeah, so uh, the New York, the New York Cannabis Board, there's been a lot of these pop-ups showing up in the Oh yes, right. Like the People are selling weed on the street in New York. They got expensive t-shirts in New York. It's like 50 they have bucks. Expensive t-shirts. But it comes oh, to- t-shirts are always $50. Buy one of Yay's t-shirts. Ooh, good point. <laughs> but yeah, so New York is saying uh the cannabis board is saying that is not legal. 
So it's not. I mean, that's the thing. I've read the law. It said you couldn't do that. Nah, they don't care. They don't care. That's just how it is. You have a culture of outlaws that have not cared. Uh, hey, thanks. A shout out to Aaron Zeman. Uh, super sticker. It was sweet of him to throw it that us uh, our way. And again, that's the only way that this show has any budget uh, whatsoever. And then we give the half proceeds to uh, uh, prisoners. Uh, we do. We do. Uh, half of the proceeds, uh, you know, go to prisoners. But the other thing that we also like to do is. Yep. It's 420 somewhere. It's got to be. It, it, it doesn't just have to be. I'm pretty sure that that's it's 20 past the hour right now. Oh, shit. It is. Smoke when you got them. Shout out to Collateral Base, paying my salary <laughs> for two years, and uh, hopefully it continues. Uh, if you need anything from us, you can go over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and fill out that contact form, and if we can help your cannabis company, we will. And then with that, Tom will be doing another uh, half hour on just Ohio after this, so you yep. know, stay tuned if you're in Ohio. If you're in Ohio, uh, stay tuned, and then uh, catch us on Sunday. Yeah. Catch us on Sunday. Halloween. Halloween. I'm going to be dressed up. Are you? Uh, I'm trying to get a, I want to get a green screen. I want to get one of those. So it's just my head floating. Remember that when we did that interview with Danielle, uh, yeah. uh back when I used to like, I, I was using a tarp as a, as a green screen. I was just trying to grab random shit to cover things. Right. And, uh, it was a perfect color to blend in with that shirt I was wearing where you can only see my head. That's what I want to do. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and, uh, so we got 10 more minutes. So in not so good news in my local mm-hmm. neck of the woods, uh, I don't know. I saw, I shared this with you. So this Kip sat keen. Kitsap, it's a he's he's it's south of me in Seattle, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make this bigger. There we go. Uh, charges Kitsap King teen abducted and killed during deal for one pound of marijuana. So, for just a pound, it, just a pound in a legal state. This is what I'm trying to emphasize too is like, you know, this poor kid thought, I mean, I don't even know what like what kind of profit would you get off a pound in a legal state? Like, it's not. And then this is all about the safe access. It's hundreds of dollars. It's not even thousands of dollars, you know? Dude, it's not even worth it. Like, no. back when I was a uh, pharmacist, a uh, flower pharmacist, um, you know, I, I could flip a couple QP, and, and, I, and I did pretty well. But the thing is, to get in business, as you know, you know, it's, it's quality. It's quantity over quality. I mean, if you're going to make that kind of revenue where you're, you know, living large. But, you know, for the most part, thank you, Lawrence. What's going mm-hmm. on? I've got a question here. How many states do you think will legalize by the end of 2022? Nice. Um, uh, Mr. Guess is 25. No, I don't think so. By the end of 2022, let's say everything goes our way. I'm not going to throw Florida in there. Oh, heck. Okay. We'll, we'll throw, we'll just, this is complete hypothetical, idealistic Disneyland scenario. Uh, you get Florida, you get Rhode Island, you get Pennsylvania, you get uh, Missouri. Um, that's four. What am I missing? Did you mention Ohio? Because Ohio might. Maybe Ohio. I didn't I didn't mention Ohio. Ohio's medical and they're having a round of dispos right now. So that'd be five. I don't think South Dakota is going to try to go again. That would be six. They rolled that back. Um, so that actually got done already by the suing. The, did we say Maryland? That. No. All right. So Maryland would be six. Maybe the, that Maryland might go. Um other than that, I really don't have much. And then I'm not going to count medical, like in maybe 
Dark Horse Medical in, in Wisconsin or uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, but mm, uh, maybe Mississippi like does something with their licensing or South Dakota does something with their licensing. But right now those guys are kind of stuck in uh, neither world. Well, once I think these like, like Mississippi gets their medical refined and figured out and they see people making money and not dying, mm-hmm. like other states are going to be like, well, we probably should jump in on that. I mean, honestly, uh, medical, I think, is going to happen first, you know, more predominantly. And then you're going to see other states who have legalized medical this year go on to recreational next year. Um, and that's that's just kind of how I saw the domino effect going. Cool, man. Yeah, All right. Man. Hey, so we ready to wrap this one up? Yeah, let's wrap it up and you can do your Ohio Awesome. Catch me in about uh, six minutes for the Ohio and then catch Miggy and I on Sunday when it's cannabis legalization news. Peace out, yo. Yeah, it's almost over.